2: An artist one weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture i am your host Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer
0: and i'm your other host eric z goodnight professional artist and illustration nerd
2: and we are the handsome boys comics are you home for news reviews slightly antagonistic banter much more eric how are you
0: i'm i am lovely just you know in general i'm a lovely person
2: but not but in particular today as well or i mean sure okay
0: lovelier than usual maybe
2: okay that's acceptable
0: yeah. I am, I am embarrassed to admit I'm sitting in front of a mirror flexing. You can't see me do it. I can't. Yeah. Our, our, uh, our ISPs have decided not to let us do that.
2: No, bandwidth has, uh, has told us that voice only mm-hmm. from ev- forever.
0: Yeah. And sometimes not a lot of that.
2: Yeah. Sometimes
0: <laughs> isn't,
2: isn't a modern, uh, utility companies the best. Yeah. They're wonderful. So handsome Got some comic books to talk about. We got Sabertooth Swordsman
0: to talk. I sure about. do.
2: He's both a Sabretooth tiger and a swordsman. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Both of those things.
0: Is he is he a kitty cat? He is a kitty. Okay. Are you excited?
2: That's not He's not that's not primarily why I'm excited that he's a kitty, but I mean it is. It doesn't hurt. I like kitties. I'm a fan.
0: Kitties are good enough, but that's fine.
2: Especially sabertooth kitties with swords.
0: I, that's probably one of my favorite kinds.
2: Shopping things into pieces.
0: Mm-hmm. And cloud
2: gods. That is the also something we're gonna discuss. Cloud sure. gods. Sure. Cloud gods. It's important to cover that. But uh first,
1: let's talk about
2: single issue comic books. How's that sound?
0: Seems like that's a good thing to do. Is there some kind of clever name for that?
2: I can't you a I can't believe you asked because there is. Oh man. It's it's time for weekly Floppies And there's a noise, too. Look. Weekly Floppies. Good noise. It is. Weekly Floppies. It's the part of the show where Eric and I will review the week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, uh First up is one of the new DC series, uh, that Uh one of the ones we haven't looked at yet, so I thought we'd check it out. It is All-Star Section 8, number 3, written by Garth Ennis, Art John Cray, John Calise Colors Pat Bersow Letters. Uh, this is all, this is, uh, a legacy title, sort of, in that, you know, Garth Ennis wrote about these guys back when he wrote for DC before, they were connected to Hitman, which I think we've discussed a little bit on the show before, we should read it at some point, but, uh, it was always a very strange book, uh, and this is no exception to that. Eric, are you okay? Did you make it?
0: I, I had to be quiet there for a minute. Because my brother logged into his Switch account and I was really curious why I could suddenly hear him playing Heroes of the Storm (laughs) in my ears. (laughs) So this whole time you're saying all that, I'm freaking out, wondering what in the hell is going on and why I'm suddenly in a chat with my brother.
2: So uh, this book has a tapeworm in it that talks. Yes. It's a knight, a sir tapeworm. Also some sort of Bartender, German bartender that's an alien or a monster. Uh, Martian Manhunters in it. Yeah. Uh, this book is kinda gross. Well, see who it's written by. Yep, Garth Ennis. Mhm. He does that. He did. He, he,
0: he certainly he, does. he
2: do those things. I am, uh, kinda surprised that uh, DC is publishing this, honestly. I am,
0: I am stunned. I like every page, I can't believe. <laughs> Under the DC banner, uh-huh. it was a little different, or it felt different when Neil Gaiman was publishing wacky stuff like this. I mean, and, and, and you know, Garth Ennis was vertigo as well, but Creature was not in the DC universe and Sandman was. It, it, it's really weird. That whole scene with all the Justice League characters saying all that stuff, it shocked me a little bit. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing that they allow their properties to do. It's really weird.
2: Well, I mean, we've seen with the kind of those new books, I mean, in their promotion of books like Batgirl Mm -hmm. and Gotham Academy, they're trying to go in different directions and have kind of disparate books. Like, not everything is just Mm -hmm. grim, dark Justice League, you know, people getting their arms chopped off. It is like you have like like a young adult book and you have this weird thing and you have Prez coming back and you know just things like that and this is i i hesitate to not say don't buy this cuz i like that they are having they yeah. having weird books like this they're tr-
0: they're yes trying things is good i don't know that this is i don't know i'm 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 not in a rush to tell anyone that they should buy it but it's interesting that it exists
2: yeah it it's kind of very much like people i it, i think people who like, the indie comics with an X kind of uh-huh. stuff would like this. I am not really one of those people, though. I it does know. have
0: that... It has that kind of, like, R-Crummish kind of mark-making to it. And I don't know why that didn't even occur to me until you said that. But it's...
2: It does have that kind of vibe, for sure. With But just has superheroes in it. Yeah. And then gross guys.
0: Yeah, gross guys.
2: I mean, literally, that is... I, I, I don't... I, bueno whatever that that character yeah
0: yeah, I don't know how I feel about that
2: i'm I know how I feel about it, no thank you uh yeah. I, I that's 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 what I mean
0: <laughs> by that statement, but that's that's putting it succinctly i think
2: uh, uh so I would say it's not bad, it's not for me mm. I'm gonna show that by giving it a buy with a full mush meter that is me trying to represent my feelings.
1: Hmm.
2: Where I like that this exists, yeah. And it's for what it is, it is executed well. It is hmm. a gross weird superhero comic and i there is an audience for that. People like that.
0: Yeah. Honestly, i can think of i can i can think of uh i can think of some nerds i would recommend it to.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So maybe i you know what, i was totally going to go do not buy and You've, you've, you've won me over. I think we're going to go solid five on this. So I, I I think I agree.
1: Okay.
2: There we go. I like that. Full agreement. mm -hmm. It's a all star section eight, number three, double buy full mush meter. You hit one button and you unleash your super and like the whole screen turns red with a giant laser. (coughs) You like that, Eric? That happens all the time. It does. Uh, next up, it is a, uh, book that i just kind of stumbled upon i thought we should check it out it's uh, a archon Mm -hmm. archer archon battle i think
0: think archon works yeah Yeah.
2: archon battle of the dragon so i it's better off if it was just archon i don't know why they slipped in battle of the dragon that's not it's probably a uh, a tooth and claw scenario (laughs) maybe uh it is written by john j perez uh art marco mccagney McCag, I'm guessing. Uh Colors, Bobby Hernandez, Salvatore R. Varillo on Inks, Amanda Sykes doing the letters. Um just this is like a I believe it's a digital only comic. It was a dollar. Uh it I just saw the art, I saw like the little synopsis. It seemed a little bit like kind of fables y kind mm-hmm. of uh kind of fantasy influence where this dude goes to this casino that's fantasy themed, but the things there are real. Like, there's elves and fairies and orcs and dragons and stuff. And uh I don't think this is a perfect book by any means. I think there is some certain, like, I think a lot of the dialogue is a little stilted. Mm-hmm. I think that's my main complaint with it. But I still think it's kind of cute. And I like the ideas in it. And I, for a dollar, I think it's definitely worth your time. It's a pretty good
0: synopsis, honestly. The art is nice. It's, it, I don't know. I didn't get that. It was supposed to be I thought that the whole world is just supposed to be like sort of combination like real earth with uh fantasy people
2: well I read the uh I, I had the benefit of reading the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, solicitation
0: where they say that where so they say it the ex- soli- yeah they
2: say it explicitly that he goes to this this casino and it's everything that is the fantasy is real
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and they don't i didn't really think about it but you're right they don't really spell that out necessarily no, they don't delineate really there no um but still even with that i i it the, the, i like it. it's fun for and it's a dollar and it i enjoyed this more than i enjoyed all-star section eight so yeah no i definitely did I I I like this. I like a, a dude and his daughter story. That's kind of I like the idea that it, I if it, I don't I think if it was just him I don't think I'd like this very much. But because he's has his little girl tagging along and it adds that uh, like a, a kind of aspect to it. I I'm a, I'm a buy. I'm a solid buy on this. Mm. I
0: like that this boss is a dragon. Mm-hmm. Except it's for ta- so- except for tax purposes, he's Mr. Coots. Yes, exactly. So that, and it, that's that's one of my favorite things about that. Like if you read the little apocrypha at the end, where it describes how dragons are interested in building equity, <laughs> I I thought that was very charming. I I don't know. This is a this is a fun book for. I mean, for a buck, holy shit, you can't beat that.
2: Yeah, I I agree. Are you a solid buy as well?
0: Absolutely, okay. uh, confident, okay. confident and solid. That's me. <laughs>
2: Those aren't two words I could yeah. I would use to describe you. Sure, there you go. So that's a double by archon number one. Um next up, the beauty number one. I've seen uh promos for this for quite a while, uh floating mm, around yeah. our, our all our image books. Um
0: I like it a lot more now that I know what in the hell it's about.
2: What, the beauty? Oh yes. I, you can't go the, by the, that that one picture that the cover that you see? Yeah,
0: the, the cover and the tease that's just that woman blowing up in the subway. I'm like, okay. I don't give half a shit about this.
2: Uh story by Jeremy Hahn and Jason A. Hurley. Art, Jeremy Hahn, Color, John Roche, Phonographics, Doing Letters and Design. Yeah. The uh the idea is that there has been a disease, uh relative two years ago, they, the timeline, and this disease makes you pretty. Mm-hmm. You lose weight, uh I guess your facial structure changes like i don't understand like i i I don't know if they're ever gonna actually get into that how the science like or if it's just like hey it's magic yeah Um, i don't
0: think you really need to i don't think you really need to know although it's hard to say if it's gonna explore it or not you know they might get into the nature of the disease just based on the way the story's going but yeah i think the way it feels right now i don't I don't know that you necessarily need that.
2: No, I agree. It's not necessary, and, and it really is set, kind of setting up a. It's more of an exploration of culture mm-hmm. mismatched with like a detective kind of story because someone with the disease just uh, head explodes, and uh, they're trying to figure out why. And the cops are kind of deal with it, and one of them has the disease, and they don't know if they're in danger because the CDC is on the scene, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I I like this. I I mean it. It kind of I don't know. It, it's not groundbreaking. But the ideas are 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 interesting, and it, there's a lot of ways they could go with it, and uh, I I like the art, and I'm I'm a I think I'm a buy. I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes.
0: Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this book, honestly. Okay. The, I think the the my biggest stumbling block is reading this has made me realize how much detective genre comics we've been reading lately. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. I
0: mean, Batman and Powers and. I mean, hell, even Copperhead to an extent. Um, Constantine. Looking, definitely Constantine. It, 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 it's getting a little overwhelming. And that is my only critique of this. And it makes me like all of these other things a little bit less. I, I'm not going to stop liking these things. <laughs> no. Um, but, and, and I enjoy this book, but it's, I think we can find something else for a while. I think we can. We can ground a story in something else. I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's just, it's a very easy way yeah. to tell a story.
0: It is. It's There's a reason that, like, so much stuff on television is, like, procedural detective dramas and medical dramas. Yes. It's an easy way to tell a story, and it inserts drama, and people flock to them, enjoy them.
2: Yeah, and I, I as long as, I, I think it is used a lot, but... As long as there's some mm-hmm. some gimmick to it that you go, Okay, that's new. That's different. I, it is no reason
0: not to read this book. I still I probably enjoyed it more than you did. I think I, I think
2: you did. I liked it a lot, but it's not I I, I I just I don't know. Maybe I kind of have a feeling like you're hitting on it a little bit about how much we see it, mm-hmm. but
1: mm-hmm. I'm
2: kind of just how many how much comics can the market support like there's yeah. just so many books coming out all the time. Like, how many new number ones do we read? I mean, I it's easier to read them because it's like an easy entry point, and mm-hmm. it's obvious that they want you to start there. But a lot of new comics coming out all the time, and it's just I, – I think I'm just yeah. getting – we're getting bombarded with that. Mm-hmm. But this is still good. I don't want to kind of deride that for just because it's a comic that's new. So it's a, I, it's buy. It's very interesting. I, I'm, I am intrigued. It, and that, I think, is the yeah. thing you want to do with a number one, obviously. So buy it. Double buy. Mm-hmm. Beauty number one. Um, this is what I was alluding to earlier, Eric.
1: Uh-oh. 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 Uh,
2: the Phonogram, the immaterial Girl number one, is our next book. Uh, written by Karen Gillan, Art, Jamie McKelvey, Colors, Matthew Wilson, Clayton Cowles, doing the letters. Uh, we have discussed uh, both the first two volumes of Phonogram on this mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I was always more on the pro side than Eric was. Uh, and I think I'm on your side now, Eric. This is I can't I, I this felt impenetrable to me. Like huh. I felt like I was hitting. Like I understand what's happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just did not care.
1: Hmm.
2: I and the dialogue is just it didn't felt it doesn't like I don't know wh- why now. It just, this feels like so much more like the thing you always talked about was pretentiousness Uh and this, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just now, like I mentioned the bombardment of comics or Uh I, if it's environmental more than just be me not liking something, but this just feels so pretentious and not that the other photograms weren't. (laughs) <laughs> but, this feels like it's gone to the next level of it, and I'm just, I can't, I don't care about anybody in this. I, I, you have no idea how much I rooted for, uh, was it, uh, Boywood Knife, or whatever the guy's name kid is? With, kid, kid, with kid, knife. With, kid with knife. I, I just wanted him to show up so bad, cause he would not be talking about the white stripes or something, he would just be wanting to, like, have a drink. And then, like, I, I don't, I, I don't, how do you feel? What are your thoughts? Give me something.
0: Are you... I think it's very, very interesting because I, we have flip flopped on this. Oh, wow. Okay. I am not, I am not overwhelmingly positive on it, you know, but this is kind of what I expected, um, this is kind of what I expected it to be. I think that they're, they're, they're clarifying some things and it's, it's making more sense what this whole phonogram world is. And I'm enjoying this and I, I feel drawn to, to this character, you know, how she has this mysterious whatever happening where she gives up half of herself. I don't know. I find it intriguing and interesting. And I think that it is more like the parts of phonogram that I liked and I kind of want to see more of it. I'm not going to say that it's, plus there's the little side story with Mr. Logos. i love mr logos okay and you get david uh or uh what's his name david i'm forgetting his last name coleman what is his stupid name
2: i don't remember
0: david something he goes bald it's really weird that's him at the end Mm
2: -hmm. i i just can't i can't muster any any interest
0: and i think i get that that is exactly how i felt with the first one but i think reading that one and i'm like this is so awful and i hate it and coming to this and being able to connect the dots i'm intrigued by it
2: okay i th- i don't i think understanding it has made me hate it more i don't <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't know it does um it does sort of show you what an insufferable twat he is doesn't it
2: what I can, i'll even read it the, yeah, did you read the letter bad.
0: page where karen wrote oh, I, I didn't read quite all of it though well
2: he says uh you know he talks about this is as such welcome to new readers many of whom will be popped over from our other book the wicked and the divine by now we realize phonogram is a stranger kettle of pretension uh yes phonogram is about aging etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't yeah i, I don't care about aha video gir- girl being trapped in aha video i don't mm. uh you know I, I i I imagine that this audience the people the audience for this book don't care if i'm dissuaded by it but i'm a do- i am a do not buy i cannot say i don't know i don't know what happened but the switch flipped
0: yeah it did yeah that's that's fascinating that's fascinating i think people should buy this okay honestly i think it's so funny I I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying, but I I think that this book is interesting and I think it's an event and I I want to see where it's going. So I I I think there's a I think there are people out there that I could recommend this to.
1: Okay.
0: I might completely go back to thinking it's revolting in two issues. But for and now, I, like,
2: I I like The Singles Club. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's better than the first one for sure. It
0: is. I want to reread The Singles Club. To see if any of these characters are in there.
2: They are, I think, a little.
0: Well, and, I mean, David is, but the, specifically our our heroine. I want to see her. Whatever her I, name I'm is. I'm not sure now. who. Yeah, I'm not. It's, yeah, it's I'm changed. not sure who she is. Yes. Yeah, I'm not her, sure who she is, but I want to see if she is the character that I'm thinking she is. Because you remember she met Laura Evans. Mm-hmm. She like related to her and i think it's because that she was also a cutter and it shows the cuts on her wrists and i'm not sure if she's the same character or not i'd have to look back through both books but i uh i don't know i enjoy it i think people should read it
2: okay so split decision on phonogram, immaterial girl number one really
0: Um, real real surprise there (laughs)
2: yeah that was i was expecting at all Uh, uh our last nor, book, nor, nor I, our last book of the week is our Marvel, uh, our only Marvel book of the week. It is Secret Wars, number five. Written design, Jonathan Hickman, art, East had Ribbic, colors, I Fasina. Cena, letters, Clayton Cowles production, I debt, wine Um, this, uh, we see the funeral of Doctor Strange, and we, it's very much more like a kind of setting a stage again. Like we had a big kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I call it a climax, but it's a, a you know, a big action kind mm-hmm. of suspenseful scene to end four. And now five is kind of resetting it, the stage for, I guess, the end game. As we see, you know, Valeria being like, as you mentioned, now she's like being a detective, yep. uh, trying to hunt down all these heroes and villains, of uh, that were on the life raft. Um, and I, I mean, it's not, I, I think it feels like, kind of a lot, it's slower because of all that stuff that happened in 4 where you see Reed finally, Reed and Doom confront each other and then, you know, they get sent off in, a, you know, far distant reaches and stuff. But I'm I'm still really interested in this. I like, I mean, I can't, it's hard Hickman writing Doom, I don't get tired of it. Like it's always fun to me. Like I, yeah, I, I kind of want to go back and read the Fantastic Four run we did. We read again.
0: He, he, he just writes all these characters so beautifully.
2: And I like, I, I like Valeria being the detective. Like I think that's fun. And yeah,
0: Val is Val is is easily one of my favorite characters, particularly when when uh, when Hickman's writing her. I mean, good lord, she's just <laughs> like I don't know. Super genius and wistful about everything. It's it's wonderful.
2: Yeah, and seeing like her,
0: door, Val,
2: seeing her like she is her, like seeing her in this weird place where she's been raised by Doom, mm-hmm. and you know, it, seeing that slight difference there, like because you know Doom and Reed are very much two sides of the same coin, and seeing that reflect in Val's behavior is interesting and fun. And
0: do you, do you have any moments that that stand out as a reflection of that? Because it just seemed like Val to me.
2: Well, it—that's the thing. It's very subtle. I don't think. I think it's more. I just. I felt like there's insinuation, a little bit menace, a little bit more menace and and anger. Like mm-hmm. I. I felt like thinking back to that fantastic, the Fantastic Four run, Hickman had. It Val was always, even when things seemed dangerous and scary, she always seemed calm and collected. Mm-hmm. And in this, there's. I feel like there's there. Like she's. I, we need to. She like there's like she's always been determined. But in this it feels very much like it's driven by anger at someone daring to thwart her father. Mm-hmm. Where it ne- like, it always, if she was ever driven to do something before, it always felt more like driven by altruism or sheer curiosity.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It, and like, even when she recruits Doom in that Fantastic Forerun, it's because she knows that's what needs to happen to save mm-hmm. people. And in this it feels much more like she just wants justice and revenge and that's not something I think that a Valeries by Reed would want. I feel like she'd want she'd be driven more out of finding the why and not the who. Interesting. That's and that's reading into it a lot. I don't think I, that, I do
0: think that she's um she's still being an investigator for the sake of why. I don't think it's entirely not there though. I don't, I don't know, and I,
2: it might be part of the, like partially how, the way Easthead uh, Ribic draws her. Mm-hmm. Where I think it's, it seems like, I mean, a lot of the faces in this, I mean, it's Eastside Ribic, so his faces are like so, like so overblown and expressive <laughs> a lot of the time, and her faces, like, I think that drives, drives it a little bit for me. Yeah. She seems like, you know, scow- she's, she's scowling or, yeah. you know, well, yelling. She's also,
0: she's also drawn like a, like a grown up. <laughs> she doesn't look like a child.
2: No, not, not quite. But I'm still a buy on this. I, I'm this Secret Wars is. I, I'm 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 actually I'm really sur- I'm kind of surprised that I'm enjoying it this much. I kind of expect it to be good but not great. And I don't know, like it's I'm really exci- I'm really excited to see how all this ends. Like I really am on the edge of my seat. This like this is the one book where I go I want to read this like every single time a Secret Wars comes out. I'm like, wow! What's going to happen now? It feels important, which is, I think, the best thing a big event comic like this can be—is feel important and have, have doom. And I don't know what Thanos is doing there at the end with the the statues and Thor and like stuff. I just, I but that also, I really like. He's he's looking at them pensively. He is, and I don't know what that means, but I like it. He's at the wall, the shield. Or his, sorry, not the—it's sh- not the wall. This is not anything like Game of oh, Thrones. No, it's the no. shield. Excuse me. This, it,
0: the wall is not weeping, but the shield is sheeping. <laughs> I'm
2: not, uh, there's zombies involved, so I don't know. They're, yeah, they're, I don't know what that means, but
1: <sighs>
2: but I'm a buy. If me talking endlessly about doom is not a good enough sign, I'm. It's still, I still love Escher art art. Um, I'm all aboard. Bye. Choo choo
0: by a surprise decision i hate this book. Oh no. And everyone that reads it no, it's good. It's good. It's a, this is this is the best event since infinity. It is. It's it somehow manages to be better than who shot the watcher.
2: <laughs> or how about Sixus?
0: Yeah. Somehow just squeaked by Sixus. Sixus. Good god. It's so bad. So 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 bad. It
2: was, it was really bad. Just think like, looking and reading this and going, like, how, wow, this is,
0: this is the worst. It's hard to believe that it happened. Did, did that happen this year? Shit. Partially, yeah. Yeah, God. Very bad. What a disaster.
2: Uh, did you read anything else this week, Eric?
0: Yeah, I read Gotham Academy and Squirrel Girl.
2: Were they still Gotham Academy and Squirrel Girl? Mm-hmm. They're good. Hmm, good.
0: I I think some, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much shit about uh, uh Gotham Academy, but it it feels like something actually happened here. <laughs> I don't feel like I I don't feel like I've missed a whole lot in the 9 issues. Uh I've missed half of them. It's still it's still pretty much in the same place it was. I I mean, when are they going to kill Voldemort?
2: <laughs> well, to be fair, how many words are in Harry Potter? Nine? Just nine words in Harry Potter? The entirety of I- I think okay. Of the seven novels, there's only nine words. I mean, they probably repeat a few of them. Okay, just I don't know. I just want to say Harry Potter <laughs> took a while to get there. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's.
0: There's that one chapter that just said Accio over and over. So that's like one word, right?
2: <laughs> I guess that's true. I it's it's not. This is not a. I I I there. I count those as like if it's the same word more than once, that's more than one word. Okay. Those those count every time. I mean that's mainly the reason I stopped reading oh, it's, Harry Potter because it just it was going a long time. You
0: didn't you didn't read them all?
2: I finished. I stopped at four. That's weird. I just could not. I was like halfway through four. I'm like, I what's oh uh, the defense against the dark arts teacher and I don't like it's just always I'm like uh, is anything I felt like nothing was happening. I probably I'm gonna go back at one
0: point. I think it's I I think it's interesting that uh, I don't know. There, I mean, it's not like amazing works of literature, but it just, it just seems like something that people need to read. I don't know.
2: To be able to converse in our, in our pop yeah. culture dialogue. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, I mean, I still have a general understanding. I know, like, I know enough to get by. Mm-hmm. I know enough to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. I read Injection this week.
0: I, uh, I started to read it and I'm like, wait. This isn't on the list.
2: It's not on the list. Uh, um,
0: I, why should I read this one? I don't know. What the, I don't know who these fucking people are.
2: Yeah, this every. Is not, this is not
0: Moon Knight number seven.
2: Every issue of Injection, I'm, I'm just like, I need to read the first. I need to go read them all in order again because I just lose everything. I'm like, oh my god, there's so much happening. So many levels of like weird rocks and all these people and. <laughs> British British slang cursing I'm just like I need to go back to one just read all the way up I'm still enjoying it a lot it's still very much it's a very Warren Ellis book it's not it's just like it might be the most Warren Ellis book but that's probably why I like it actually probably Trees is the most Warren Ellis book at this point but Injection is still very good I like it a lot um you ready to talk about things other than comic books wait we do that Uh, from time to time change it up a little bit okay well, this is this is exciting. Yeah, this is exciting. So poppies. Poppy time, Over. It's over. Over. It is time for checking in. Uh checking in is part show. Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week and make suggestions about things you guys should check out. Or 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 talk about robots. Eric?
0: Probably I'm probably gonna talk about robots.
2: Okay. Eric, talk about robots. Or don't you can talk about you
0: Oh, I'm not, well, I, I, I pretty much never want to stop talking about robots. I, that is, this, I think every this, time
2: I see you, that's all, like yeah. 90% of what you talk about is robots. That, that has,
0: that, that really has been recently. I had long conversations with your wife mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Matt Ham of The Simpsons Show about robots.
2: How's it going? How's the robot coming?
0: Pretty good. I mean, honestly, at this point, it does pretty much everything I had intended it to. We just have to, Find a magic data scientist to magic us up some data. That's, that's, that's one of the next steps and it's basically ready for that. And I don't know. I'm trying to work out new features and figure out when I'm going to do the next part. So we're going to see.
2: To, uh, to those who are not, who have not been following Eric's Robot Chronicles. The the
0: Robot Chronicles. That's beautiful.
2: Yes. Uh, he, he's created a Twitter bot that will curse at you. Mm -hmm. If you add it.
0: You can, yes, that's right. You can. Go talk to it right now at uh, at the real Fubot, the real F U bot,
2: and it will curse at you.
0: It will. Even
2: if you It'll say, pay. even if you say, I love you, it doesn't care. No, it does not. It said ass to me when I said that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you're an ass. You should know better than to love a robot. Is there
2: a way you can make it so that I can do the little dot at reply thing, and then it will reply to me anyway? So Probably everyone, not. Oh, so it no. can see my see my conversation.
0: Probably not. Okay.
2: I have no idea how it works, so anything could be or could not be possible.
0: I would have to change the robot's name to dot at. (laughs) Don't think it would work. Oh, okay. It's just sort of talking to the robot is a um the you have to you have to call up the command that way. Oh, okay. It works.
2: I understand. I wonder. No, I don't know anything, so I can't even. I can't even go like maybe this will. Work. No, why? How? Why am I even proposing
0: that? Yeah, I know. I do thing the same. I, had, I, uh, I do the same thing, and I'm like, why? I no, you don't know what you're talking about. But it's you know, it's it, it's something insane. Like I'm thinking about like, well, maybe they can find the Higgs boson if they do this. Like, no, you don't know shit, Eric. Shut your mouth. <laughs>
2: i do I just do enjoy randomly talking to it and having it talk back to them
0: it is it's it's fun and it's going to be a lot of fun I think when we get um, all that- reddit data plugged into it because that is the end goal if I haven't talked about that is we're going to find uh unsavory comments from Reddit. We have like two terabytes of text from Reddit and we're going to find c- negative comments and insults and plug it into uh, a MySQL database, which is going to feed the tweets, and I'm super excited about that. I've decided today that I'm going to build a second database uh, and just have it randomly shoot out text, not necessarily at anyone. It'll just randomly tweet regular. Okay. So I feel good about that. But you know what? What? Season 6 of Parks and Rec is on uh, Netflix.
2: Is that the last one? I
0: I don't know if it's over. If I thought, it is over, it's news to me, but it wouldn't surprise me.
2: I thought they, yeah, I'm fairly certain it is. It feels like it's wrapping up. This is the t- the time jump season, right? Doesn't seem like
0: it's jumped that far.
2: I don't know. Like I remember, I just on Tumblr, if you mm-hmm. are on Tumblr, you know things that sh- I don't even watch Parks and Rec. I mean, I've seen episodes. Of I've seen parts of it. I've not follow it, and I yeah, I. Fairly certain there's a time jump. I don't know if there's a whole season, maybe it's half season. I don't remember, but.
0: There, th- that could very well happen. I'm only a couple episodes in, but it, it is ridiculous how funny I find this show. I mean, um, Chris Pratt kills me, Rob Lowe kills me. Amy Poehler's really delightful. Oh God, what's Adam's name? Adam's last name that plays, uh, Ben. Do you know him? He's, he's been around forever. Adam Scott? Adam Scott. That's his name. I really I really adore the cast. Aziz Zari's fun is, is so funny. I really love Aubrey Plaza. I mean it's a really really good show. There was an amazing episode where the two towns they had to dissolve a town, they had to merge towns to help help their neighbor with a budget crisis and the two parks and rec departments met each other and they sort of met their their other city doppelgangers and um uh, Ron's Ron's Doppelganger, he was also named Ron, and he was played by Sam Elliott.
2: Yeah, I think I've seen gifs of that.
0: It's pretty funny. And they love each I, other, right? At first, and then Sam Elliott's a vegan.
1: Oh, no! <laughs> it,
0: it is it is legitimately really funny. It did make me think, though, that... Um, you know, like, I go back and watch, like, old episodes of 30 Rock, you know? And, God, they're, like, from two thousand and eight or something and they feel so dated now. It's just bizarre.
2: I have the last episode of season six is a time jump. Season mm-hmm. seven is the time jump season where they uh, deal with I the guess. ramifications, I guess. And the season there seven is the last season.
0: That that sounds about right. It it seems like they're setting up for an ending, like a bunch of characters are like, well we're gonna move away and we're gonna have this new life and it's it's interesting. I, I enjoy it quite a lot, but that's really about all I've been able to get up to is robots and wreck.
2: Is that your next podcast? Robots and wreck?
0: Yeah, but it's going to be about battle bots cool. entirely.
1: Well,
2: that's, I mean, I
0: don't think there's a battle
2: bots podcast, so.
0: Oh God. I actually don't really enjoy battle bots that much. Maybe if I actually built some battle bots, I would, I'd be into it.
2: I from I know they relaunched it, but from what I remember, the best BattleBot was always the one that was just a pl- incline. It mm-hmm. would just get under people and flip them over, and they yeah. always win. <laughs> that's that's the, all it took. Like.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the unfortunate thing. It's not the cool looking one with like the the buzz saw and an arm. It's not that one. That one always explodes. You
2: just. Get something with wheels that can't mm-hmm. have anything under it, and give it mm-hmm. a ramp, and it will flip yeah. stuff over. It, those just things can't move.
0: Just as long as it has enough power, it's fine.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I have video games to
0: talk about, Eric. Yeah, as 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 is your custom.
2: I this is the only way for me not to start a third podcast, so I need to talk about them here. <laughs>
0: I often thought that we should, because we've we've talked about indie games so so much, particularly in our early days. We would just talk about indie games like crazy, but it's always fun to discuss.
2: I do. I I have two games and then I want to broach it into a question I have to you about games, sort of. Uh, first game is called Luxlinger. Um, it is, it's on, these are both Steam games. I think, I think Mm -hmm. the second one, but they're both available. This is only available, I think, on Steam is Luxlinger. It is, uh, kind of a Western motif. You play a gunslinger uh who is trying to reclaim these lucky charms, luck charms, for, for this town. And you get one to start off with, and then you're going after all these, like, uh, wanted criminals who have the rest of them. and each of them have their own gimmick. You know, it's kind of like Mega Man in a weird way, where like mm-hmm. you have to fight the miner and he has dynamite, and you have to fight, you know, a uh, one guy and he has a machine gun. You know, you know they all each have their own little thing. It has it does
0: not. It does not look the way I was imagining it looking. It's very
2: retro. It
0: looks like Custer's Revenge. <laughs>
2: yes, exactly. It does look even like it's not even like NES. Atari. Yeah, it, like it looks Atari. like
0: Atari. Yeah, but like with, with actual color.
2: Yeah, and it, it controls really well. Uh, it it you know you're cow- you're you're a gunslinger. You shoot your enemies and you collect gold, which you use to upgrade your damage and health and stuff. Hmm. Um, the, there's two things about it that set it apart from like from just what it, that pitch. One, it has a luck element, hence the name. You hmm. as you collect gold, you also collect luck. As you go through a level. So, and you're rewarded by staying alive because as you stay alive, you amass more and more luck. And as you have more luck, uh, you, like, as the name implies, you are luckier. Like, things, like, there's certain parts of levels that will break and fall on you or fall out from underneath you, like platforming kind of stuff. If you are lucky, those things do not break so you can, you know, jump on them and feel safe or not have to worry about stuff crashing on you. There's less enemies like they don't pop out from behind things as often. Uh if you're lucky bullets, certain like a a, a random chance that more and more bullets will dodge, like you're lucky so you basically dodge bullets. Bullets will swerve around you so that they won't hit you. And you get lucky and you also get lucky bullets which auto hit. They'll swerve towards enemies. Um and you can use luck in other ways, like you can use luck to like create platforms to like walk across big chasms that are otherwise impassable. Things like that. It plays it into it in very interesting ways. The other thing is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's a hip hop inspired. It's kind of hip hop plus western inspired soundtrack mm-hmm. and you collect records. Like that's the thing. Like there's records in it, and you collect them, and you can play them. You know, when you go back to your house and you have like you have a record collection in your room in the inn or whatever, you can play the different tracks. It's a really good soundtrack. Like I seriously consider just buying the soundtrack because it's really, really good. Um, it's really hard. Huh. Really, I got I have not gotten past the second boss yet. Uh, Interesting. It's very difficult. Um. The this other is g-
0: considering you usually beat games before you check in with them.
2: Yes, generally. Uh The other game is called The Swindle. Um, it looks, uh, it's very steampunky. Uh-huh. Kind of style It's set in Victorian 18 Fees, I think. You're in England, you're a thief. You are trying to, in the, the end game, is to stop the police force, the government, from setting up a Big Brother-esque style system that will monitor everything and put you out of business as a thief. So you want to stop that. You do that by, you know, you start off very low on the totem pole, you know, stealing from very, like, sm- smaller houses with less security and less money. You eventually upgrade, you know, ways, they have computers, it's steampunk computers, whatever, um, ways to unlock, you upgrade many, many upgrades about, you know, you can hack things and make bombs and sell things to auto-destruct. And there's eventually, as you, of course, as you upgrade the, the difficulty in places you're stealing, um also, Gets more difficult. There's higher levels of security, cameras, more advanced robots, uh, different kinds of robots, different kind of in, sort of impassable situations. It's all procedurally generated. Each house that you come to steal stuff is so it sometimes. That's the really frustrating thing. Early on, you don't have many things up, like, unlocked. Like, you don't get bombs unless you, like, really prioritize them, which doesn't necessarily make sense to, to later on. But early on, you can not be able to get to 90% of the money in a house because it is, there's just no way to get there unless you had a bomb. Mm -hmm. And that's really frustrating. Uh, it's also, like, but it's a lot of very much stealth and being patient and looking and seeing where you can move. And sometimes just being smart and going, I can't get that money. I'm not good enough. Like I can't. Like it's theoretically possible, but I can't do it. So I'm just gonna ignore it. Um, it's- it looks
0: a lot like uh, just sort of the, the overall look of it. it. It's like braid, but with a, I guess it's sort of more. I hate to say hipper illustration style, but something a little bit more pop illustration.
1: Yeah,
2: I. That's I, that, that's not off base it's yeah. it's it's very stylized and it's also mm-hmm. it's also 2d platforming um but it's like it's very much knowing what you can do and what you can't and being patient and not you know taking out guys at various particular times and using stealth and upgrading the right trees in the right order it's also very difficult i've gotten like In this game, in particular, I got very frustrated because you can you you can just fall and die and lose six thousand dollars that you just spent ten minutes getting. And the you know you it the the main time element in this game is that you have a hundred days to get enough money to get to the last mission. And every mission you take is a day, and every failed mission you take is a day. So if you die, you get a new thief and a day goes by. So there's a literal countdown. Going, like, as you go down, if you can't get to the main mission, which is the Swindle, it's the last mission, is going to be called the Swindle, you have to get to that within 100 days and pass it. And I've heard it is also extremely difficult. Um, I have not gotten to the Swindle. I've not even gotten close. I've only gotten to the second area because it's really yeah. hard. And you find yourself wanting to restart it because you'll get three missions in a row. You just die, die, die. And you're just like, I can't. I need more time. I need to be able to upgrade stuff more, you know, quicker. I finally got to the point where I got a good base... And a couple missions failed will not kill me, but also very, very difficult. And I kind of wanted to ask you, Mm -hmm. like these games, like what, what point do you get to when you go, a game is too hard? I don't enjoy it anymore. Like I Mm -hmm. like, like the swindle in particular. Like I really like everything about this game. I, the mechanics are fun. Like I really like the art style. I like the, I like the kind of stealing theft game. I like Mm -hmm. all, I, you know, I have like probably. Twenty of them in my Steam library that have they come out, but you where like I, it's it's very close to the edge of where a game is just too hard. I don't and like that seems like it's that's kind of there's been a a renaissance of that to a certain extent of really difficult games like after Dark Souls came out and all its progeny mm-hmm. where people are like hey, this game's really hard and that's the point you're supposed to die.
0: We're coming back to that uh, that nineties macho. Like little boy shit. You yeah, know?
2: that's part Got of it. Kid fit. I beat every video game. Yeah, and, I, and uh, I'm just I don't in the reading the developer's notes on the swindle because he's put out a lot of patches lately, you know, fixing and adjusting certain things in the game. And he even says like I it pains me to make things cheaper. I'm like if things were any more expensive, I'd go crazy. I just I would never like I'd play this game for five minutes and quit because I know I'd never get to some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard and. I I can I was
0: going to say I couldn't think of too many examples but a lot of these roguelike games you know yes. like I am I, like I read in like forums about the games and pe- people are like yeah I've made it like 80 levels or something like "I can make it like through two you know and yeah. I don't un- I, I don't understand like being that crazy about a damn game so I don't know. I, I I agree with you. If it's I, I'm not just like a quitter on this stuff. I mean, I remember thinking Metal Gear Solid was really hard. Now I laugh at that shit now. So I mean, I, I don't know. I guess you either improve or die. It's, I guess it's does the game is it fun enough or compelling enough to get you to push through it and actually get better.
2: Yeah, and that's I don't know. That's the and the swindle is a it has rogue like elements. The the pre- yeah. mostly the procedurally generated levels is the thing. I mean everything, and you get when you die, your character is gone. You get a new person, but they're the same. Like you have all your upgrades still. You don't lose that. If you lost that, there's no way I'd quit right away. Uh, and I just I and like Luxlinger has so many like really interesting things, but then I get to the second level boss and I play it. You know, a dozen times in a row and get close maybe one time. And it's not about my, I don't, I, I have played a lot of platformers. Mm-hmm. I've like many, 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 many platformers. And like a lot of it is just like, I, it's just hitting you over and over and over again. Like this seems like it is really just a matter of just doing it a hundred times before you get lucky.
0: I think, uh, I think something that I think I don't know. I think games are just supposed to be what well, that's going to sound stupid, but let me go on a go on a little journey with me. I think that that people about our age we've gotten used to like the the whole games in general have sort of broadened out and went after a broader audience and maybe they've gotten a little bit more casual in some cases some game companies have and they they've gotten less hateful. Like early games were just hateful. Like, you you were not ever really supposed to beat Contra. That shit wasn't play-tested. You yes. just throw shit at you, and they're like, okay, here's a monster, it's gonna look cool. Yeah, you're gonna beat that with, like, three lives, or however fucking many you get, without the cheat code. No, you're not. The shit is, these Nintendo games were not meant to be played. And then, well, more and more playable games started coming out, and I think us dummies just thought that, hey, we're getting really good at video games. <laughs> I don't know. It's um
2: it I the that's the thing like I don't think I would enjoy either like ne, nothing about these games. I that I enjoy is the difficult. Mhm. I am fine with a game that challenges me, but I yeah. still want to be able to beat it. I don't I and I don't particularly care if it's some if it's easy,
1: quote unquote. Yeah.
2: If I yeah. could beat a game in 5 hours, I'm like I I think a lot of it is that that people want to feel like they got their money's worth. Mm-hmm. Like I spent thirty dollars on this game; I want it to take a long time.
0: You know, you know, one uh, a a game that gets it really, really right is Mass Effect. Probably Mass Effect Three does it the best because they have a mode that you you basically just walk through the enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for like people that are terrible at the game.
2: Yes, it's just a story mode basically.
0: Yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. It's for people that are invested in the characters and the story, but I mean they're not as as invested in the gameplay. And I think that's that's pretty well perfect for a lot of games. And I wish more of them would do that because I mean as much as I think it's good to bring challenge to the table, I think that it's I don't know, you you you, you can't be all things to all people and obviously smaller developers if they're trying to make something that's hard for people that like games that are hard. I don't know. But I think that Mass Effect gets it really right. It should be there should be at least some some way to some way to control that at least a little bit. Yeah these you should be able to enjoy it for whatever level you're at. It shouldn't just be like fuck you.
2: I do want to mention neither of these games have difficulty levels. They are they are that one they have one difficulty level.
0: Yeah, exactly. They are
2: the generic level. And Mm I and I am not I don't care about I don't need mechanically a game to be like, mm-hmm. I think that's the strangest thing about me liking Heroes of the Storm so much all of a sudden. Yeah. Is that it is mechanically, that is the thing. It, well, that's all it is. There's no story. It mm-hmm. is the mechanics. And that's mm-hmm. all it is. And it is very mm-hmm. difficult to master. And maybe, I don't know, I'm getting it there, but this, I, I think, no, it's a delicate balance, I guess. I don't, but. It just seems like a lot of these games, I'm like, I really like it, but it's just too hard. I can't get fun yeah. out of it if I'm just dying all the time. Yeah. And I don't think I'm that, like, I guess some of it's unfairness. And I think that's the problem with procedurally generated levels some of the time is that... Yeah, They're they can, there's they're, no way to control that. You can't say this is impossible because mm-hmm. unless you, like, think ahead, design how it designs a level yes. on, automatically.
0: And it, to come to think of it like the game that I was thinking of that is too hard for me to play is procedurally generated. Yeah. And, I mean, I just, I don't know. These roguelike games, I just dislike them.
2: Very, there's, very, like, this is... Right on the cusp of me. I, -hmm. I keep coming back to it. It keeps drawing me in. So there's something doing Mm -hmm. it. They're doing something right. And there is a big hump at the beginning because you have nothing. Like you can't even hack a computer, which is how you get the 99% of your money.
1: Mm -hmm. You
2: have to just pick it up off the ground in your first couple levels. And that's really frustrating. I guess not. I don't, I probably should just go barrel through the hundred days, regardless if I'm able to get to the thing and that'll train me, so to speak. Yeah. But, but these both these games are not very expensive, and they're both really stylish and fun. So I definitely, I would suggest at least checking them out, Any anybody out there. And if you like difficult games, definitely go for them, because that is the only thing that I would, the main problem I have with them. Um, like How that. does it
0: compare to Shovel Knight, these two?
2: Meaning quality or difficulty? Difficulty. I Harder.
0: I was going to say, because I thought, I never finished Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight, there's some couple segments in there on Shovel Knight that
2: are infuriating,
0: but uh, I I thought that it was mostly the I only like I said I got to the last stage and put it down for whatever odd reason.
2: Well, the last stage is very hard.
0: (laughs) Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. It is like,
2: and it's really long is also.
0: Yeah, I think that was a big part of it. Like I think it's like a big two part stage, and I got through part one and I'm like I'm gonna take a break. And that's been, like, since, like, last Thanksgiving or something.
2: Yeah. These are more difficult. Oh. And and these are, I I don't know, I, I think Luxlinger isn't honestly that long of a game as if you get through the levels. I don't think there mm-hmm. are that many levels in it because you only have to take out a set number of bosses. But mm-hmm. it's just that the the boss is really hard hmm. at least in the second level and i don't there's no way to upgrade like that's the thing those the upgrades in luxlinger are not that important it's mainly comes down to mechanics like can you execute this can you do this specific thing and i'm not good enough
0: you sound so sad
2: yeah it's all right it'll be there i can come back to it when i feel like it hmm. mainly just hear this the music music's really good it's a lot of fun um yeah okay video games Whee! See that's what this is. Those, these talks would keep me from starting a podcast. I don't have time for. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: you could you can start a video game podcast and then get divorced.
2: Well, mm, yeah, probably. Or yeah. or yeah, or just miserable because they don't do anything but podcasts.
0: Well, you know, you know who would actually be really well. She would never do it, but I think she would be very interesting on a video game podcast.
2: I I know. Her wife, I've tried. Not I know. I tried. Doesn't. No motivation. No interest there. No, no, no interest whatsoever. Yeah. Where's the sound? Hey, there's a sound. Uh, you ready for uh, some saber toothing? I am. I am ready for the tooth. Okay. Uh, so checking in. Uh, over time for our final segment It's time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Uh, Nerd Boy Book Club is part show. Eric and I will assign a longer collected work, uh, discuss it like you would in depth, like a a book club, Uh, except it's comics. Fun, 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 fun. This week, we are doing Sabertooth Swordsman by Damon Gentry and Aaron Connolly. Right, let me read the full title. Sabertooth Swordsman and the Mayhem of the Malevolent Mastodon Mathematician. Um, where do you want to start, Eric? I, I, did you, you I, did you actually read this before? I know you owned it before Before you suggested I, it.
0: I bought it from Aaron Connolly himself at HeroesCon. Right. I had never heard of it before, and I had actually never heard of Aaron Connolly before. I think, uh, much to my detriment, because I, I like this here stupid book.
2: <laughs> Th- there's like a lot of books that it, reading through it, I'm like, this reminds me of so many things we've read.
0: It, it really does. I mean, he, he's, he's clearly getting in tight with these guys. I mean, he, it's, it's very, it's very Stoko and it's very, uh, very Brandon Graham. And I mean, I think you see them both referenced in this.
2: Mm-hmm. And okay. it reminds me also of, uh, Ryan Brown. God eats astronauts a little bit. Oh no,
0: they're, they're, they're chums. They're, oh, yeah,
2: there you go. That makes sense. Yeah, they're,
0: they were, they were all, they're all bros. It's like, he was, Conley was sitting right by, uh, Matthew Allison, who did the, the one pinup, uh, in this book. Uh, what's it on? It's like the, it's one of the last ones. It's, it's opposite facing, uh, Brandon Graham's pinup. Okay, but uh, Matthew Allison, who did Tankor, Calamity, a challenge. I don't know, man. These these guys, these fucking guys, are putting some stuff out, and it's it's interesting to see how chummy they're they're all seeming to get. They're I don't know, I you, I, I like it. They're they're a stable.
2: You you know the other thing that isn't as I don't it's not cl- as obvious mm-hmm. that it reminded me of mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim.
0: Would have never thought that. Not I do I. I
2: n- now that I'm thinking
0: it through, it's it. It feels very video gamey. Yeah, which I I did notice.
2: And that's I just think like, of Scott Pilgrim. When I think video gamey mm-hmm. stuff in comics.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, there's
2: other comics that do that. But well, Scott might...
0: Pilgrim was really the. It's like the archetypal one. I don't think anyone did it clearer or better than 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 O'Malley did. Before he retwi- uh, re- re- retired to be a Twitter mogul. <laughs>
2: um you're, it is a dumb book. It is really like and I you know, in the way that Stoko's books are dumb, kind of. Where it's mm-hmm. but it's not but dumb in a very good way.
0: I don't think Stoko's what what Stoko book would you say is dumb? I don't or, think Orkstein. That, I don't think it's that dumb. I, I I I I do think it's it's very similar to Orkstein. But I don't think Orkstein's as dumb as this. I think the humor is dumb. I just think that I think that Orkstein is is a little bit beyond this, if you know what I mean. This is this is it's pretty evident. It's pretty uh, upfront about what it is. It's just a silly book. There's not a whole lot of depth. There's probably not going to be a whole lot more about this character or any of this. Where Orkstein it's kind of a big magnum opus, even though it's got a lot of dumb shit and dicks getting chopped off and, you know, like, very Flintstone, like, animal torturing and goofy shit like that. It's, um, I, I don't know. This is dumber than Orkstein, but I think that it's probably the best single comparison. Yeah. If it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I agree. And, I mean, they both have, it's very similar kind of uh, hero arcs in it. And- mm mm-hmm. You know, they're both going off after, you know, in kind of a fantastical land that, yeah. that, and they're going off after some, you know, vaunted leader figure, some, you know, just despot or something that you don't really get a grip on. You know, they're kind of just a regular person and then they're off, they're fighting some force. Although this guy, you know what this other also reminded me of, which I think you'll, I, Luther Strode reminded me of Luther mm-hmm. Because that's, that's interesting. Because I mean, in Luther Strode, he starts off as like you know the, that stereotypical weakling, mm-hmm. looking at like doing the muscle, the muscle ad in the back of a comic book. Right. And this is the same. It starts exactly the same way. Where still haven't
0: read that one. I think it's it's still sitting in uh in my stash of Heroes Con loot.
2: And but that it's it's that's how it starts, and this is exactly the same thing. Although yeah. this is this is definitely more like this dude is going after his wife so that's mm-hmm. why he does it In Luther Strode it's more like I just don't want to be a, a, a wimp anymore I want to be a tough guy and I don't know and they're you know uh, Tradmore also has super high detail mm-hmm. oh yeah it's, it's
0: it's high intensity art same as same as that yes although this probably the... probably the more uh, mature uh, Tradmore as opposed to baby Tradmore with those first ones
1: mm-hmm
2: uh, talk about the art, Eric. Give me, give me more. I know we just referenced, like, five people.
0: I know. I think that, I mean, it, it, it looks very Stoko to me, but I don't think that if he was going to have influences that it would be someone as contemporary, because, you know, that's a, like, they're probably the same age. It mm-hmm. would be weird unless they were, like, college roommates or something, that they were, like, huge influences on each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm really curious who he's who his influences are. I would be surprised if he wasn't a huge Ren and Stimpy fan. Because I see I see some of that in here. I see like John Crisfalusi's Big Muscle Men and like that sort of cartoony stylization. And man, when he makes it work, it really works. And when it doesn't work, I just, I don't know. It's kind of gross and awkward in the way that Ren and Stimpy was like it kind of flip flops between that and sort of a uh, a European French comics sort of feel. Like there are some pages where characters look like they're plucked out of asterisks. but he's a he's a hell of a cartoonist. I think I prefer the pages where he's drawing stuff a little more simply. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's it's just good cartooning and good clear lines of action and. I think that's really where I enjoy his work the most, and not just the incredible, like, hyper-drawing details. The guy can draw an interesting character, and, I mean, he can just crush it. But there's there are some pages where I'm struggling to really understand what's going on.
2: Yeah, there's a few that I I was, you know, I had to use context from surrounding panels mm-hmm. to try and, to actually see what was happening. I was going to ask the next question is, do you think if this was colored?
0: I was literally – if you weren't going to say that, that was literally the next thing I was going to say is I think that a color version of this would be vastly superior. And I normally like black and white artwork tremendously, and I, I just think that when I look at this color, this cover, it just distills his crazy very well and it enhances it a lot. I mean, he just strikes me, at, and I think that it starts off a little rougher, and it, like, I think that he's able to distill it pretty well with his tones a little bit later, you know, he, he, he gets better and better at it, and a little bit more reserved, and it becomes more, a little bit more about telling the story, and a little bit less about just sort of flexing every drawing muscle,
1: um...
2: Cause I really, I reading through it and looking, I'm like, I kind of wish this was colored. I think that sets mm-hmm. when you look at Stoko's art and his colored pages, like it really, that hyper detail never, oh, yeah. It because of the coloring, it kind of dilutes the, the, the kind of sometimes the muddiness that can happen just because mm-hmm. of how many lines there are.
0: I think a muddiness is not a bad way to look at it because it, When you have that many lines and it's all, like, the the, the tones put on it are are similar, it just, it's all very samey. And it's hard to tell what's what. Which is, I think, another reason that I really deeply enjoy the cartooning. I just got to the wrestlers. (laughs) Which are, like, two of the greatest character designs. I freaking love them. my God, it's so good.
2: I've been looking at his Twitter to try and see any kind of him going, hey, I like this guy from the, the 80s or the 70s, but mm-hmm. I can't find anything other than him just posting pictures of Sabre-Dews Swords. Yeah, and, I don't know and, either. And variant covers of comics, things he's drawn. So. I'm uh-uh. friends
0: with him on Facebook. Maybe I'll just ask him. I don't know if he'll answer or not. All these artist guys have like a trillion friends on Facebook.
2: It, what did... Do you know what how much Damon Gentry contributed? Is it just the writer, or is he? Did he? What kind of? Because I, I, I know you've met Connolly, and he is obviously mm-hmm. an artist. It, it, yeah. It, it doesn't say any it just says bye, these two guys.
0: Yes, he's not even. He, I don't know. There's not like a, a a long a long bio about him, or really any of that stuff. You don't really get a whole lot of information. So I I don't. I don't really know of the man that well, and I don't I, – I have no idea. It could be largely – it it seems like based on, like, the little doodle that he did at the end, if you saw that. Mm-hmm. You have the hardcover edition that I have. Yes. the The doodle that he did of just, like, oh, here's a swordsman with a tiger head. Like, it's a very, like, sort of goofy sketchbook idea. You know, it was kind of like how Mignola did that, that first sketch at a, at a con and he wrote Hellboy on it. Yeah. And it turned into the thing we're going to remember him for, for, you know, a hundred years. Um,
2: from what I can tell from this, Gentry is quote unquote the writer, but you know, I think they just give them both credit because. It's possible. Know, I mean, it, it, you know, the yeah. storytelling is obviously – the artist is mm-hmm. integral, so.
0: Well, it was probably the two of them sitting around, you know, discussing things, and one of them just sat down and wrote the script for it. And he's like, you know, get my friend to help me write the script, and I just want to draw it. You know, but he probably had his input
2: on it. Is – what do you – like, um, is it feels vaguely kind of – it, like the setting, vaguely like Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. and yet, and it is a, like there. It's a fantasy world because it has like you know weird creatures and 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 stuff. But it's there's no like it's the dialogue is might as well have been you know people today. Like it's it, yeah, you know, it's not it it's not you know set in any time period necessarily. Yet and yet the setting is. That and that is another similarity to Orkstein aside from the use of the word gronk, but uh uh Gronch. gronch. grunch. Sorry. I was thinking about Rob Gronkowski, the, the Patriots tight end.
0: Well, you don't wanna you don't wanna get your grunch in the ten in a tight end.
2: <laughs> no, you do not. Uh well I don't know, some people do. Um
0: I guess I'm not one to
2: judge. <laughs> it I just what do you think about like I, I I it seems like it is very much like a thing that people are doing now where it's just like we're going to set it in this weird place that is not mm-hmm. any kind of like it borrows from a lot of different yeah. things it just kind of mushes them together like the video game stuff like he, the items like you you know every time you got a new power or a new item it's like he has received this and then the middle eastern setting but people talk like normal like the, and there's no like uh, is, he supposed to, is, the, is he supposed to be a Middle Eastern dude, or is he just some white guy? Like, it's hard to... Without the coloring, I guess, you don't... You know, mm-hmm. And he doesn't... You know, does, does he even have a name before... He, or is he just the, I a dude? I don't
0: think he has
2: a name. No, he's just a saber-toothed swordsman.
0: Mm-hmm. This is set in the same world that is set in.
2: Oof. am not sure if that uh,
0: works really well. <laughs> it's, it's made up... Uh,
2: this is I made feel, up Arab world. I yeah, I yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. It it did, That's meant as a joke, but I uh, yes. I I did want to
0: specifically reference it right here.
2: Yes, it's it I never felt like I, I we mentioned the BB and we had a long discussion in, when we read BB about mm-hmm. kind of using that as pastiche and how that kind of offensive or we use who, the
0: world we use the word
2: orientalism a lot. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel like it this does that. Do you feel like it broaches that at all? Mm. Like I know it uses it. Uh, like I know it, there's I some cultural appropriation here, but it doesn't. I I don't know. Just because it feels like such a silly adventure, like it yeah. never it doesn't take anything seriously. I don't know if that's good or not. I guess it's 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 interesting,
0: and I'm I'm curious. Um, I don't know. It's a fuzzy line if there's a line there at all. I'm 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 really curious myself. Um is it just feels like flavor text for your D and D campaign in this. Yeah. You know a little bit. It's like he won wa- he drew a fez on the guy, so he's like, okay, well, this is a fun aesthetic. I'm going to base some stuff off of it. Um I don't know.
2: And and it's not but it's not omnipresent and it's not mm-hmm. everything. It's just no, it's, I mean
0: there's there there are there's there's luchadors in it.
2: Yes, luchadors are not Middle Eastern.
0: Luchador cy- cyclop, cycloptic luchadors.
2: Cyclops, giants. cyclops also not Middle Eastern for the most part. Right? Well, technically they are, I guess. Greece, it's Mediterranean.
0: Mediterranean, not the yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's a yeah. There's influence, maybe.
2: Mm-hmm, I don't, I mean, I'm not as as uh versed in Middle Eastern myth and mythology as. As I am, in kind of classical Greek and Roman mythology, so maybe they were cyclops. I don't, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but it's not. I don't know. Is is Aladdin offensive? Is Aladdin like the? De- depending on who you ask, yes. Exactly. A, a, that's a the lot thing. of people are just
0: offended because they think it's a terrible movie. Well, I like Aladdin. I'm sorry.
2: You don't like Aladdin?
0: It's okay. I don't care. But it's. I think it is probably a little on the offensive side. Mm, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, um, I think it's, it's more in bad taste because a lot of people in, you know, the, the Arab, Persian, Middle Eastern world, a lot of them are fairly, fairly well off. Some of them are dirt poor and come from terrible places. So it's, it's, I, I don't know, it's more poor taste and it's, it's less like well, let me put this headdress on and you know do something offensive against a culture that's you know well we we read scalped.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. And I and I I I didn't feel like when I was reading MVB, I'm like there are times where I'm like, ooh, that's I don't like mm-hmm. that. And I'm I I not I don't think I'm I'm middle of the road sensitive to this stuff. I mm-hmm. want to say like I'm not hypersensitive to some of it, but. A
0: lot of people read it and thought it was just wonderful. Yeah, I know. I, I, I read it and it didn't even bother me until our discussion. What? So I, I, I don't know. It, sometimes I think it, it, you have to be shown these things. It's not obvious. Yeah. It's, it is, it is kind of the done thing in art in particular that you see something that looks nice and you appropriate it. It's normal. That's what art is. No yeah. one no no one person alive invented fucking drawing comic books or illustration or i mean it all comes from somewhere yes and i i don't know that i really have a huge problem with it no it's it's I don't know. I'm it, not it's... bothered by
2: it in this book. I, I think because there are so many influences, it's not it's called one. It's not just like taking that aesthetic and using it for everything. It's very much like, hey, this guy's Fez, but there are also Cyclops, and there's also Luchadors, and there are also are these giant monsters that aren't, you know, they're kind of like influenced by like eerie, and creepy kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like they even use that in the book. Like they have the trade lines eerie, creepy. Like, mm-hmm. the, and the Plague guys, like, it's all very much, like, using pastiches of, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: different things. Uh, I kind of wanted Jolene to just be magicked alive at the end.
0: I know. I did, too.
2: I don't... I, I, it, I'm wondering I don't. if it's the...
0: If it's Stoko Brandon Graham... Uh, uh, influence is the word I'm looking for. God, I'm retarded. Um, that, that he decided to go for... The unhappy ending, but I mean, would it really have hurt just to have her walking around as a ghost or something?
1: It, I don't. It seems
0: think, like it seems like that would have been the the right tone. I don't know.
2: It, this book, that, that's the thing. Like I think at the end, like it's very like suddenly uh, huge emotional stakes. Your wife is dead now. Mm-hmm. She's a monster, and you have to kill her. Yep. And I was just like, ooh. Then it just sort
0: of ends on a dumb joke about barbecue. Yeah.
2: I'm just like, why can't they just say the cloud god go boop and she's alive? Like, I know. I really, like I felt that was a little too heavy for a book about a tiger man chopping monsters in half. Mm -hmm.
0: But I don't think it, I don't know. It doesn't need to wrap up like an episode of Full House either. I don't, I don't have that big a problem with it, but I agree with you that I kind of just want it to wrap up silly and fun and i don't know it's fine
2: oh there's a and they're they're working on a book too apparently
0: good that's yeah. a good thing
2: yes i agree I, I there there should be more of this in the world there's always more room for saber-toothed swordsmen in alliterative titles it's also it's a bunch of l words apparently it's art by godly
0: he can hate the motherfucker can draw I'm sure that, like, EC guys and Jack Davis and guys like them are also huge influences on him. I'd be surprised if they weren't.
2: I was going to say, like, with the eerie and creepy call-outs. Oh, yeah. I was going to say.
0: With you you saying that, I'm like, yeah, Bernie Wrightson. Yes. Definitely.
2: Yeah, Bernie Wrightson.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of different influences in here. That's kind of – that's one of the things about him that appeals to me is that it it sort of – Changes wildly, and it's but it's pretty much always extraordinarily well drawn, if not like just sort of overdrawn. Stop at that. Yeah, don't look at porn on our uh, on our podcast.
2: Well, I mean, it might as well be three hundred dollars uh, three hundred dollars pages by Aaron Conley. Oh, there you go. I don't need to buy any of those I'll, until I get my Moon Knight page on the wall. I'll stop. There you go. I need to buy more of it and find a place for my Batman on a horse. Anything else? Uh, any particular thing you want to talk about? Eh?
0: I don't think so. Really yeah. like these character designs. I love the way the mastodon looks. It's yeah. so weird. I,
2: I I did find it interesting that a like a like that I'm always kind of torn a little bit whenever the villain is a basically a scientist, mm, like a s- nerd, a nerd, and they're just like, oh, not use your powers for good. Mm-hmm. Don't use them for evil. Mm-hmm. But. Still.
0: Well, I think we're, I I don't know. I think we're almost as often going to get your Tom Strongs and your, uh, your Reed Richardses. It's true. Although I
2: I read a very interesting article today about how the reason none of the uh, Fantastic Four movies are good or Mm -hmm. one of the the main reason is that they make Reed just a boring white dude instead of like a like less like a a social genius who like yes. has trouble relating to people and you know just mm-hmm. wants to solve problems not in, yes to, that are not people related and I kind of agree with that it's not a bad and make the thing look like the thing I think that's mm-hmm. also I think that's a bigger another issue
0: things should look like things
2: yeah the the god the character design for the Ben thing and Fantastic Forest.
0: I don't even I haven't even seen a picture of it.
2: Ew, it's bad. Like I tried to withhold judgment until it came out, but I thought it was bad when I saw it like a year ago and it still looks
0: I kind of feel like we I think it's interesting that we're talking about this instead of Sabretooth Swordsman, but I I kinda of feel like at this point we should just both watch it. No oh, no. And uh talk about it.
2: I don't know if I really want to give them money, but sure. I'll buy a ticket to like a good movie and just sneak into Fantastic Four. <laughs> No. I who I this is a book that I would anybody who likes stokoe anybody who likes Brandon Graham, anybody who likes mm-hmm. even I like Tradmore and Luther Stroud, I'd like No, absolutely. It's
0: it, the comparison to these people is a very apt one. They're th- these guys are very much like of a class, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's if you if you like Orkstein or King City or you know, any of these guys' works, if you like Matthew Allison, help. Hell, if you like Copra, if you like Michelle Fife, I think there's a lot of crossover appeal with all of these dudes. There's there's a lot to be said. It's a little – um this is almost dumb to point out, but I'm going to do it anyway.
1: <clears throat> okay.
0: But wh- the, the, the book – what was the book that you were talking about? L- yeah, Luther Strode, mm-hmm. where he's like, I want to become superhumanly strong. Yeah. And the same thing happens here. And I'm thinking, well, that's – it's very much like a, a super common like that's that's what the whole comic book genre is about that's like the comic book trope you know I don't necessarily mean trope quite so negatively, but um like i I just think that it's 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 interesting that that is the that's the vehicle for this story, and it's this big long story about let me let me save my wife you know mhm. I don't know. Do you think this even bears discussing? It's, it's kind of, the book is too dumb for that, really, to even think of it that way. Cause really, it's just silly adventure story. Yeah. But it could have used, it could have used anything as that vehicle. But it, it picked that. And I kind of, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't want to, I like, I thought about it, but I don't mm-hmm. think that this book is, like, it doesn't have, like, it's very clearly just, you know, an action adventure story. It is not, mm-hmm. it is not, um, uh, the, the sculptor. It is not.
0: It doesn't, it's, you mean it's not fucked up that way, the way that it, it yes, was? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. But I think that I would prefer to see it go a little bit more the way that Orc Stain does. Okay. Because Orc is a lot more unpredictable, and I think. I like that, I like the trope of, oh, you know, guy becomes superhuman. That's a, that's a wonderful fantasy that, like, I think it's important in a lot of these fiction, like, that you read it, you want to, you want to be in that world. I think that's what a lot of people are interested in. And the, the idea of becoming, like, super powered tiger guy, it's appealing the same way that becoming Superman or becoming you know, super powered Luther Strode is. I think that's a fine enough trope, but I would rather him not go for necessarily the easy thing with the story. I mean, sure, it's an excuse, but you can always find a better excuse.
2: No, I think that's a good place to end it. Fair enough. Uh, okay, folks, folks, we, uh, Sabertooth Swordsman it was by Damon Gentry and Aaron Connolly. You want some tigers chopping monsters in half with swords? I would definitely suggest this is your first choice.
0: Yes good place to look for tiger chopping.
2: So, next week we are beginning a journey so to speak, uh, into Grant Morrison's run on New X-Men. Early 2000s, kind of reset everything in lo- after kind of Marvel coming out of bankruptcy and stuff. Um, it was very good. I have read it in quite a while though. I'm very excited to read it again and talk about it. with. Uh, so, we are reading the first three volumes. It is uh, EX for Extinction, Imperial, and New Worlds. Uh, issues 114 through 133, including the 2001 annual. All those things. So, um, read along with us. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. A lot to talk about. We haven't done X-Men book in a while. you Remember the last X-Men we did?
1: Hmm. We did Uncanny
2: X-Force.
0: That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Um,
2: which actually has... There's roots of that in this. Uh, this is yeah. the first... Phantom X appears for the first time in this run, so... Uh, see, see what we, see what we talk about. I'm very excited. Uh, again, it is new X-Men, 114 through one three, including the 2001 annual. Uh, with that, go
0: I was going to say, I think the only X-Men we ever actually read for the show is Astonishing X-Men.
2: Did I think we did Days of you Past.
0: Shit, you're right.
2: So it's, did those two, but those are. It's
0: just, it's so short.
2: Yeah, it is. It's only two issues. Um.
0: Well, we read the, the whole
2: trade. That's true. It had actually the Kitty Pride Christmas stuff in mm. it, too. Uh, so yeah, uh, that'll do it for today. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Everything you need is there. Um, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at hbchour. Uh, email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Um, if you like the show, if you are listening to this and you think we're you know enjoy this give us a five star review on iTunes and uh, it will help us out oh, help new people find us we generally like that uh, you can find me on twitter at mixmastershe it's m i x m a s t e r c r e a l Eric where can find you and your things online
0: what a great question you can find my things you can find my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited dot com and you can see all the other things I get up to online. By going to ericzgoodnight.com, and I'm on Twitter, at MrBadExample, spelled M-R-BadExample.
2: So with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one.
0: Rock and roll.